We've all pretty much experienced highs and lows in the bedroom. And I just feel like it's so relatable. It's Everybody time to talk about it because we couldn't for so long. And now we have this podcast and I'm like, bring it. Let's bring it. I want to talk about it. Hey guys, I'm Nikki and I'm Gabby and we're the, the opposite, opposite twins. twins and welcome to the opposite twins podcast guys. So today we're going to talk about something that we really have not gotten candid about on YouTube, on our vlog channels, and this is definitely the place to talk about it. And it's something we are so comfortable talking about, but we've felt like in the past, kind of a little discouraged to be such open books online because this is how we make our money. This is our careers. So we've always kept like kind of a little bit of a wall when it comes to this stuff. But if you know us in person, like me and Gabby are very sex positive. We, so we are. We talk about sex all the time together. We talk about it all the time with our friends, not fam not other family, but literally just each other. I don't want this to sound weird, but like I genuinely wholeheartedly love talking about sex. Like I think Gabby and I like there's some humor to it <laughs> because it's so fucking relatable. Like everybody has sex. Yeah. And like it's like that taboo thing that like nobody talks about. But it's so funny because like we've all been there. We've all like had bad hookups where like you're laying there and you're like, what the fuck's going on? Like we, we were literally just talking about this before we started rolling. I actually saw a TikTok the other day um, about somebody saying, is it just me? Or do you like genuinely like, are you going to be embarrassed one day when you're pregnant because you're walking around saying like, yeah, I got digged down. <laughs> like I literally, I used, to, I used to feel the same way about weddings when I was little. I was like, you're kissing in front of all your relatives and you're basically showing them, hi, we're having great we're having sex, sex tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Like we definitely fucked. Like I feel like growing up, I was always so shy about it. Like talking about it. I feel like I was, when I was growing up, I used to think, oh my God, when I get a boyfriend or girlfriend one day, um, my parents are going to picture me being intimate with them. Oh and my that's, God. No, no, no. That's why I never would bring home people like in high school. Um, and when I did finally get a boyfriend, whenever like he wanted to go in our bedroom with me and like close the door, I would get anxiety. Cause I'm like, even though we're allowed, I'm terrified of my parents picturing what's going on. I definitely felt shame associated with the topic or have you ever gone through that thing? Like where you're hooking up with someone in the basement or like in your room and you hear like mom or dad come home and you throw your clothes on and you jump out of bed. And you're like, Oh my God. And you're putting your foot in the wrong underwear. Like it's just, <laughs> I've been there too many times Same. and um, yeah, I just feel like that's what we're going to talk about. All these crazy stories, crazy stories, crazy experiences that you probably don't realize other people have experienced. It's not just you. Can we just also talk about the fact that like growing up, me, Gabby and our older sister, Alex, we've always loved to like share these like fucked up like sex stories and watch things on TV regarding that and um our parents used to say that's not ladylike why is it okay for locker room talk with boys but girls if we talk about sex we're we're sluts or it's it's not ladylike oh my and god you just unlocked a memory it's that's not, not ladylike but also it's not brand friendly that's the whole other world we we fell into when we were 18 by the time we're finally feeling like sexually liberated we also got shoved back under the you're, you gotta be censored. Oh my god, we're, this is, we're really excited about this episode. We're really excited to talk about. We're gonna this. talk about sex. Okay, we should talk about sex drives. 
Oh my God. Because I feel like there's just an elephant in the room that like our followers don't know about you and me. Oh my God, we are getting close. Um, yeah, the Martinos have high sex drives. Like very high sex drives. Like even yes. our other sister. It's just yeah. a thing and we don't understand. I don't want to think about where it comes from. Ew. Um, <laughs> oh. But um, yeah, I'm the type of girly that like would love to have it like <laughs> at least five to seven times a week. Gabby. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> sometimes I'm like lazy, but like if I'm not in a lazy mood, like I, okay, I, I want to be stimulated all the time. I either want to be having sex Drinking coffee or sleeping. <laughs> and I think sleeping is very stimulating. You're comfy. Oh my God, could someone please quote this and put that quote on a photo of Nikki? <laughs> Just like stimulated, like, or like doing something. That sounds interesting. About right? That, that's how we're twins. Come on. How much sex is too much sex? How much <laughs> masturbation is too much masturbation? When does it become a problem or when, when does it stay a joy? Okay, so I actually did a sex video on my channel where I was trying on lingerie and opening up about like sex and answering questions. And the one thing I brought up that a lot of people actually resonated with is the why not mood. When, <laughs> <laughs> when you come home from work or school and you're just kind of like, you have nothing really to do, you're procrastinating, you probably... I could get homework done, but I don't really have to. I have some time to kill. Why not just, like, watch some porn and get off? Why not? Why not? And then maybe a little nappy after and then get on with my day. The why not mood. Oh, my God. And the, why not mood, the why not mood has made me not? question, am I okay? Yeah. <laughs> so you're just, like, kind of, like, bored or comfy, and you're like, mm, whatever. It sounds like a good idea. I'm just going to yeah. fuck it. That's so funny you say that. I do this thing, like... I don't actually say why not, but sometimes I just go. Literally, that's why I say why not. You're just like. <laughs> I do this thing all the time, like when there's turbulence on yeah, a plane. That's the first time I started doing it. You got why not tattooed on you. That's amazing. Yep. Wow. Why not? That's such a thing. It's I, a motto. The first time I did this, it was I was on a plane from Milan to Paris. Or no, it was I was on my, a small flight from. Portugal? I don't know. I was going to Cannes, and it was a small plane, and the turbulence was so bad, I really thought it was going down. I turned to my friend, and I go... <laughs> and in that moment, I started doing this all the time before little, like, tap. Oh, I thought you were trying to tell me you're part of the Mile High Club with yourself. No, no, no. no. I mean, I, I, I am. How I am. But <laughs> not in that moment. I thought that, like, the plane was going down, and I was like... I was going to say, you need to be in first class for that to no. get away with it. No, actually, no, you You're don't. a little cubicle. <laughs> actually, I... No, you don't. Um, no, in the bathroom. <laughs> That's so disturbing to me. Those bathrooms terrify me. I, like, go in, go out, and you're, like, having a party in there. <laughs> Ah! I like took home, you know, like those pleasure like packs in a hotel. I took home one of those like little silver things, like the little tiny like thumb size vibrator. And like I was bored. I was on the plane. I was looking through my bag, looking for something. And I was like, why not? Y'all have to watch the YouTube video of this. so You could see what I'm doing with my with my hands. But that's where this whole hand thing originated from. It started with um that turbulence moment this summer and ever since anytime before 
I do anything. I mean, that is why I why got not? tattooed I on me. I didn't, I didn't get this tattoo because of sex. I mean, that's part of it. But I do think for overthinkers and anxiety people like us, sometimes when you just like find humor in a situation, like when there's turbulence or in an uncomfortable sex situation, you're just like, say it's a bad hookup. You're just like, let's just roll it out oh and finish it. Oh my God. Why not? I, I have had a very awkward hookup since being single and like I didn't even like continue it. Like I, I like I started it and then I was just like I could not why not it. I was just like, oh, you can't you couldn't why not no. it. I was like, sorry. So speaking of sex drives though, me and you have like been there, done that in long-term relationships. We've been single. Um let's talk about like what it's like to be into someone who doesn't have your type of sex drive. Because I think that's actually been something we've faced. Um, I've actually been told like I'm too sexual and, um, that actually kind of, it's, I understand people who are probably watching this that are on the other side where it's like, well, my partner wants to have sex with me all the time. And like, I'm just not like that. I love them in a different way. And then there's people like us who our number one love language, a hundred percent is physical touch, touch yeah. over words of affirmation. Like we are physical people. So to not have that really does make us feel like fuck they don't love me um and also like I think for people that work all the time like sex is very healthy for stress with someone you love it's amazing when you can work and play work and play Mm -hmm. so when you're working and working and there's no play like how that takes a toll on your mental health I just want to like talk about this because I feel like people could really take something away from that well yeah I mean I'm I'm open about this like I'm not going to lie, like, for the past two years, um, in my other relationship, that part of our relationship definitely slowed down, and it was, like, hard for me to adjust to that, but I knew it was because we were both very busy and working all the time, and our schedules never lined up, and towards, I guess you could say, like, the last few months of that relationship, it, there was rejection going on, and it really, like, I internalized it a lot, but I learned, or so I've learned recently, sometimes it's not you. It's just genuinely, like, it takes two people to do it, you know? So you can't just be so selfish all the time and be like, but what about me? What about my needs? They invite, they invented vibrators for a reason and sex toys. Yeah. You, when you're in a partnership with someone, it just, you have to be a team. And even if that means your partner wants to sleep or wants to rather cuddle and watch a movie or go shopping, like, you know, it, and you want to have sex. It, sometimes you don't always want to do the same things. But what matters is understanding each other and knowing that there's still love there, even if the other person's not in the mood. Well, you brought up sex toys. I think there's different situations where two people genuinely just have two different love languages. But I do think there's other situations where sometimes like porn and masturbation get in the way of a healthy sex life in a couple. Uh, because it is like that little temptation devil. Like the why not mood is very real. And sometimes people may see sex as more work than masturbating. And sometimes they choose to just do it themselves and get that instant release and going through the work of like having to like, you know, have someone else try to nail it when you can just nail it yourself. Um, So like, what are your thoughts on if you're not having sex with your partner, but you know that they're pleasing themselves and you're, feeling hungry for it. I'll, I will just speak from a bisexual standpoint. Um, my entire life, I have always watched like girl on girl all the time. 
all the time. If I'm really trying to feel something quick, it has to be girl on girl. I have felt that I've had to do that while being in relationships with men because I get my romantic, emotional sensations filled with the man. But um, I just feel like sexually, it's, it's so much easier to watch what I prefer sexually more. But Personally, it's interesting, yeah, though, like, because I'm more in I'm more <coughs> into an emotional, romantic connect, physical connection with a man. Okay, it's so, so interesting. You're actually bringing up like kink slash what turns you on versus like connecting and intimacy. Yes, I think those are two different things. There's some people that exist out there that they can watch whatever turns them on and get off. Even if it's like, say they are with a man. I mean, I have been in a situation where you're with a man and you do like girl porn. Same, we're twins. I watch girl porn, always have. Um, and then, but you're not getting that intimacy, that emotional connecting sex. Like what, you know what I mean? Like what's the good in watching what turns you on if you're not getting what you want? Oh, that's a whole different type of stress yeah. that I've been because down sex before. isn't just about getting turned on. That is like one other realm, and it's fun and it's kinky and it's crazy and chaotic and hot. But then, but then there's another realm to it where it's connecting and love and intimacy and how you build your relationship and build trust and connect. It's how you make babies. Like it's there's a whole other realm of sex, and it's supposed to be like beautiful and the ultimate form of connecting. Like you're physically going into each other whether it's same gender or opposite gender like whether it's fingers or a genital like you're going into each other's bodies that is insane connection and um I just feel like for the longest time in previous relationships I was always lacking that intimacy connection and I when I would ask to do that I was it, I was made to seem like, oh, you just have too high of a sex drive. And it's like, no, 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 I want connection. Maybe the that, sex drive, yeah. you can always fix yourself. Like you said, there's toys, there's porn. But when you're craving that intimacy and that connection and you're just not getting it, that hurts. As a twin, I will say I've learned it's far beyond sex. If you're looking to get intimate with someone just to have proof of a connection or to feel chemistry that's almost like you're utilizing it as a drug to save a relationship when in reality you have to look inward and not outward and I've learned that once I fix everything within myself and don't need the sex validation then I don't even have to ask for it because I'm so focused on myself that it it's attractive and I don't mean to like shame that by any means. But what, what I've definitely learned through all my lessons, especially in the past year, is that the best outcomes in the bedroom, they come after you work on everything you need to work on in here. I almost feel yeah, like- But it's not about working on, like someone could keep getting rejected by the person they love and they're constantly working on themselves. It's not just about working inward. Yeah, so they have to look inward it's, and they're like, is this even the right relationship? Exactly. It's about yeah. the relationship and looking- like both people have to look at their own shit and you have to communicate or someone's going to feel really unloved and it's probably not going to work Moral out. Moral of the story is if you like having sex and you're seeing someone who doesn't like to have sex and don't be with the person, like it sounds so blunt, but it's like p humans have needs and you know, if you're really feeling like rejected and shut down, no matter how much you love someone, sometimes love is not enough. And if that is a true need of yours, um, definitely 
look inward and figure out if that if you even want do you even so I want actually, what you think you want I actually saw a quote one time that said good dick will imprison you and I was like oh my god there's been so many situations where I'm like in the past not feeling emotionally connected but the sex was always good because it never happened so when it did happen you felt good enough and Ooh. and um sometimes like I would find myself in situations where I'm like, how did I get here? And I'm like, oh my God, am I really putting up with X, Y, Z just because I'm addicted to this sex drug? Because it, it becomes a push and pull. It's like, if you're constantly getting rejected and you, it hurts obviously your self-esteem, even if they're not trying to hurt your self-esteem, when you finally do get it and a night does go the way you want it, you feel like you won the lottery. Oh my God. And, but then there's a come down because it doesn't happen all the time. And it's just push and pull and cycle. And it's like, you can try to communicate, but I think like there's a lot of people out there. I, I actually just did a Q&A on my channel and a lot of people ask me what to do when you're rejected by your significant other. That hurts. That's like your significant other. Like it's not a crush you're trying to like seek out in high school. Like this is the person you're like planning a future with, letting enter your body like your partner. So it's, if you're going to get rejected, there should be like a really good answer and it should make you feel loved still. And I think it's not about just like, communication. Oh, I just don't want to have sex right now. Well, I feel like what's really interesting is I've been on both perspectives being rejected. And then I've also been in another place where I've been in a place where I've been in a, in a sexless relationship. And then I've been in a place where somebody wants to have sex with you, but doesn't want to meet the emotional needs. Same. And they both suck. <laughs> and the other one will, the being rejected will make you feel worthless and that there's something wrong with you. And then the one where you're just constantly being used for sex makes you feel like they just want they just think I'm hot. They just want a hole. They just want... They just want a hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gabby. That's a quote. You don't want people who just want a hole, guys. Okay, can I tell you? Oh, my God. That is so degrading. We are more than a hole. Yeah. We are human <laughs> beings with hearts and emotions. Yes. And our cancer moons are totally Buy a fucking fleshlight if you're that disgusting. <laughs> like, fuck that. But Nikki, I have a question. Which one, if you had to choose, which one would you go for? Like the emotionally available but sexless relationship or the constant dick by the person who wants a hole? And the first one. No the first one. Same. I want the, what's, which is crazy because we are such sexual people, but I'm choosing the emotional availability where there's no sex because if you're communicating every day and having deep talks, that is intimacy. I feel like your your words are penetrating me. Oh, it's hot. <laughs> Can someone else please take this quote and put it over a picture of Nikki? Your God, words are penetrating is, me. This podcast is going to ruin our Instagram comments. Everything is going to be... We're more than a whole. We're more than a whole movement. Like, <laughs> merch. We're more, we're than, more than, than a whole. whole. Oh my God. We're two halves of a whole. Fuck this. Okay. This is crazy. This is okay. I'm okay. not going to talk anymore. This we're getting, is getting weird. This is how <laughs> we actually talk. This is how we actually talk in real life. And I can't believe we're doing this I online. I can't believe we're being our whole, whole ass selves, selves right our now. Whole ass selves. <laughs> mm -mm. 
Did she really? Uh, did she really just go? Whole episode. Please watch the visual, guys. This is yeah. Go to the YouTube channel. Watch what Nikki just did with her hands. Fuck. I'm, I'm so gonna hide my face right now. But honestly, like. I think we go through this because we are demisexuals. I think we're connect. We're we cannot like. What's like a code word that doesn't sound so? No, I know why we're like this. It's not just being demisexual. We're demisexual and pansexual. If you don't know what either mean, demisexual means you can't. You don't even have intimate desires with people. You don't even have a solid trusting foundation with. They have to be a friend, a coworker, or an ex, or somebody that you. Someone with like history. Someone with history. We're, me and Gabby have never been a part of hookup culture. We do have some hookups, but there's not many. And um, then there's pansexual, which we realized this year. Prior to realizing we were pan, we thought we were bi. And um, I've actually been a part of hookup culture just with girls, not with guys. Same. I feel like when yeah, like I've I don't I've always noticed like I need like. A man to be romantic and emotional. I no matter even if I tried, I couldn't. With a girl. Really? It's just very, like, maybe you haven't met different. the girl. Oh, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like emotionally it's so easy to, like, fall for a girl because we're just emotional people. And it's awesome to, like, have all that, those, like, emotions reciprocated. Um, but, yeah, pansexual is when you fall for the vibe and the person and not the gender. The gender literally is totally insignificant. You don't even think about gender when you're falling for somebody. Mm -hmm. I realized through all my experiences why they say love is love. When I was only with men, I didn't really understand that quote. When I started experiencing women, I realized, oh my God, everything I've experienced with a man, like the whole beginning of butterflies and wanting them to like your Instagram photo and their name lighting up your phone and wanting to make out with them at a bar and not knowing if they're into you. All of that is the same thing. And then when you finally are intimate and you have deep talks and you have sex, it feels exactly the same. Love is love. Like sex is sex. Going down on somebody is going down on somebody. An orgasm is an orgasm. Like it's literally love. It's interconnecting. Does not matter it, who it's with. That's why I don't understand homophobia whatsoever. Because why is somebody's happy and healthy love and sex life any of your business and why does it trigger you? Like, that's fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Like, what the, f are you miserable? Are you projecting? Do you, do you want to be gay? Like, what's going on? Why are you homophobic? Like, that's. Uh, that could be a whole episode of its own. But, yeah. Um, no, I. Sorry, I just went off no, on a tangent. Okay. Because I, you had an empowering moment. I love that. I'm so glad we live in a day and age where, you know, we can do us and we can do you. And I think it's a great thing that we're discovering ourselves and learning ourselves so much more at 27 than we ever knew. Somebody should not have put a microphone in front of me because, like, I have so much to say <laughs> regarding this episode. I mean, what would you want to talk about in another episode? I want to do a whole episode dedicated to what it is to be pansexual. I just wish that... It was talked about more because I think we would have learned so much more about ourselves so much earlier on. I think it's so easy for people to just be like, oh, I'm bi when they realize they like both genders. But there's so much more to sexuality than gender. Now that so, labels know. and everything, could we could talk about that for a long time. So you did bring up sex toys earlier. And I feel like we're talking about a lot of like problems in the bedroom because 
I feel like it's taboo and people sometimes feel alone in their sex life problems. So there was a problem like I recently like experienced where um, I discovered the world of sex toys. Since I've gotten into the world of toys and I realized it's a whole new world and that I can have like better orgasms sometimes even by myself. And as you know, like you can get addicted to that. So I was having fun like three times a day with oh, my toy. Have you ever gotten like rug burn down there from a vibrator? Bitch, yes. It's like it's like someone rubbed tree bark on your clip. Oh, oh, <laughs> fuck that. That that happened when I was like first sexually active, and my like down there was always sore. Ooh, I had to like go to mom for advice. Nothing's ooh, nothing's worse than that. Um, but in that moment when I was doing the that three times a day, I was like, "Am I good?" Like when I was starting to get that bark. Rubbed bark sensation. I was like, "Am I okay?" But have you ever like used a toy so much that like it interfered with like a really good hookup with a person that you've been very attracted to? Yes, because I had abused my vibrator yes. so much. I vibrator abuse. I is a thing. couldn't hit a certain point, and I was like, "You know what? Like, let's just yeah, do like have sex. Don't don't eat me out." <laughs> oh my god, I've been there. <laughs> Have you ever um, used sex toys with a partner? Mm -hmm. What is your thoughts on that? It's so hot. Yeah. Silence. Have you ever worn? You like, have you ever have you ever worn a strap? Yes. Have you? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> this is like two truths and a lie vibe. Oh my god! What the fuck? No, then the whole world's gonna know. Something. <laughs> Wait, on a girl or a guy? Oh, no, no, just girl. Okay. I, would, I don't know any guy that would let me peg them. So since that, like, turns you on, like, toys and stuff, what what else does, like, um, I, what are your, like, preferences? And, like, is it only physical? Like, is there a dream scenario? Yes, I oh, love, sorry, okay. I'm very confident in this because okay. I've learned since I've been thrown into this very uncomfortable chapter of my life, I love someone who understands me, listens to me, connects with me emotionally with words. I prefer that now. We're such twins. As a 27-year-old, I prefer that more than sex. We're such twins. I always was just a touch girl. Like, I just wanted to be touched. And then I discovered this whole side of me that genuinely does not want to hook up, is not interested in having sex unless I know this person understands me. Oh, my God. Like a hundred percent or else like sex can be hot, but I think what makes it feel like you're, you're the main character of your own movie and you feel special and life is magical is when honestly, I have my best like sex experiences and orgasms have been after deep talks with somebody. It's mm -hmm. so hot. Have you ever played or after fights? Af oh, that could be like toxic, but like, yeah, I, it's so hot to me, but like, it's because you've like had a resolution, you talked, things are healing. And sometimes like, there's no resolution and you're aggressively fucking. I don't think I've ever done that. I have. It's this. Oh my God. That, am I toxic? Why, why do I want to do that? Why is this interesting to me? Someone fight with me. Someone fight with me and have sex with me. Have you ever like had sex to music? Do you have sex playlists? I used to. I feel like now I'm like 
it just happens. Like I used to just be like, oh yes. Like when, when you're in like a long-term relationship, you're like, oh, our playlist, like, you know? Now it's just like, <laughs> just happens. See, I feel like I used <laughs> to have like quiet sex and now it's like music. Um, so it's like a whole new world. I feel Nikki, like. have you ever had a threesome? No. Really? Yeah, we know. We get it. You've had a threesome. You always talk about it like multiple no, times. No, no, no. I'm just genuinely curious because. Gabby's had so many no, threesomes. That's like a whole part of like my sexuality that I really like love and have fun with and have had fun with. And I feel like as a female talking about it, I feel like if like our parents heard this or their generation, they'd be like, ew, that's not ladylike. Oh my God, our parents but, are literally going to hear this episode and tell us we just ruined our careers. I know. And, but the thing is, because I, I, I know people listening probably really enjoy threesomes as well. And like, I want to just let people know that that's totally okay if that's something you like to do. And I didn't know if you, you as my twin sister enjoyed something like that, like I do. I don't know. I've never done it. Well, you should try. See, I feel like I'm a little <laughs> more bashful than you. Bashful? Like I'm, you're like, you've always been just like, ah, I'm Gabby. And I'm always like, <laughs> wait, what is that? So Nikki, can you tell me a little bit about the first time you hooked up with a girl and what the difference was to you versus what you knew and what you were learning? So I knew that I had been very physically attracted to this person and like it didn't matter what they looked like naked. Like I just knew from like Instagram photos and from being around them in person that I was like, oh my God, I would totally have sex with this person, even though I'd never had sex with a female. And I knew that if I was this attracted with clothes on, that the second we were like naked, that it could be a whole new world for me and an experience. So I just followed that feeling and I followed my gut and it, I don't even know how to explain it. Comfortable, very comfortable, but not comfortable to the point of boring, comfortable and hot, like extremely hot. And the craziest part is that a naked body is a naked body. That's why I keep saying love is love. Coming from being with men for as long as I was to then experiencing being with a female, if you're into a person, it all feels the same. I, the last thing I was thinking about is this is a vagina. I didn't care. The last thing I was thinking of is this is a female body because I wasn't thinking of that. I was just attracted to this person. So I was attracted to everything that came with this person. Mm -hmm. And to like pleasure this person was so, it was attractive because I had feelings. If there's no feelings, if it's just like a random girl, I'm genuinely curious how that feels because I am demisexual. Mm -hmm. So I don't really hook up with strangers, but I'm genuinely curious what that would be like. I feel like a stranger's dick would be gross. So I wonder if I'd be more like comfortable with the strangers like down there on a female. Um, so I'm, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But all I know is the experience I did have, um, I just felt like this is a new world and that so many people are kind of missing it. But not everybody is gay. So I have to like realize like I am on the queer table like the spectrum there is a spectrum I think some people are closer to being only queer some people are in the middle and they're pan or bi and then some people are just hetero and I feel like people that are questioning absolutely go for it like I wish I did it sooner your first time with a woman were you like whoa this is so different like is it what you expected 
I was just like ready. I just like went in. I don't know. I just, I think it was like instinct. I was like, I guess suppressed and holding back for so many years. I was in Paris when I had my first hookup with a girl. Wow. That's magical. Yeah. I'm curious, because you say you can't romantically fall for a girl. I'm holding you to this because you don't know what Gabby five years from now is going to be doing. Yeah, I'm only speaking from experience up until up until this point. I'm, a, I'm an open book. Like, I, have, I do not have my future written out for me, and I love that. But also, um, I did want to touch base on another question in this episode, and that's on open relationships and poly. Oh, my God. I love this topic because, again, it's taboo. Again, our parents' generation talks so much shit on this, but... There are people that exist that can fall in love with multiple people. It's not because they're a whore. It's not because they want to have their cake and eat it too. It's not because... It's not because they're cheaters. They're cheaters. It's because they they have a big heart and they fall emotionally in love with multiple people on accident. And then that can create a lot of stress and depression and anxiety on somebody when you're getting like pressure from all ends of... I want to be in a in a monogamous relationship with you from both ends or from three ends. You could fall in love with multiple people at once. Um, I'll open up about this. I actually, um, I didn't fall in love with multiple people at once, but I had three crushes at one time in my 20s. Same. And I felt very torn. Um, and I loved, I was falling in love with multiple people and I was very, very stressed. I like, and I ultimately obviously like chose who I chose, but um, to, to like slap that label. Plus I don't essentially like putting a ton of labels on myself. Same. But I do think sometimes it's like not fair to the people that do fall in that box. I wouldn't exactly say I'm poly, but I'm open to maybe that's who I am because I've always fallen into this overlapping thing with relationships. The and overlap. Um, it's interesting because when I was with my ex, he knew about this whole side of me that still wasn't fulfilled, aka like hooking up with girls. And so he was like, oh yeah, you could do it. Like do whatever you want. You could have a girl sleep over. And it was very like... I never opened up about that on my channel or anywhere on the internet. And oh my God, if our parents are listening, that's crazy. But um, I loved him so much because he really just like let me be Gabby and embrace me. And we still had like a really, really great foundation because I feel like we understood each other. And we did experiment with certain situations and we were very fluid and not traditional with different things. And I think that really helped me discover who I am. And that's why I'm open to the possibility that that could be who I, I am. Think I'm still really, figuring my, I'm still figuring myself out. I mean, it's possible to not be over an ex and falling in love with a new love and having that overlap. But something that you did say that, that I'm noticing as we're talking, which I differ from you on is that you are so open to open relationships and threesomes. I feel like I would get too jealous. So that tells me I'm most likely not polyamorous. But I have been in a situation where I've had like multiple crushes at once, but I've no, I don't know if I could handle, like, it's like, if you want to be polyamorous, you have to be okay with the other person being polyamorous. That's not fair. So I think I would have too much like jealousy. I don't think I could watch my partner hook up with somebody else in front of me. So, you know, 
there's there's all like so many different layers to this conversation that could be an episode of its own. I know we keep saying that, but what I will say for this episode is that it depends on the relationship and the preferences and the boundaries. You have to set down boundaries and you have to be like, I'm not okay with this, but I'm okay with this. But if just that visual would kill me. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about boundaries in me. I'm just yeah. like, when I'm into someone, I'm into somebody. I, because I'm demisexual, I didn't realize like, you know, I was testing the waters. Let's try random hookup culture. I hated it. I was having anxiety, not even close to finishing, not even close to being horny. I think I wish, sometimes I wish I wasn't demisexual. It gross, it grosses you out if there's no connection. I wish like I, like, I mean, the, there's one part of me that could go into hookup culture with my other side of like my attraction with women, but with men, I really need an emotional connection. And I wish I didn't need that. Why? I, like, It'll I wish, protect you from toxic people. If you have that standard, there's so many guys out there that see you as just a whole. Um, a money pit. <laughs> Can you do that? A money, Gabby, Can you do the just a whole thing? Just a hole. <laughs> we're money pits with a hole. Guys that see us are like, ooh, we get a lifestyle and someone to fuck. So I like that you say that you have a standard of emotional availability. I literally have merch that says emotionally available as fuck. I was like literally screaming at the top of my lungs. I need emotions. I need deep talks. Like I literally, it's a need. I think the older we get, your needs change. And I think when I was 22, I just wanted someone that... I had a crush on that wanted me back. And now it's like, well, you need to, you need to have depth. You need to be interesting. You need to have an interesting life and perspective and have great talks. You need to be intelligent. You need to have, be comforting and have empathy and have great talks with me. Like the bar is higher. Like if I'm going to do life with someone forever and fuck the same person forever, you need to do it for me even in just talking, because when you get older and your hips give out and shit, like you're not going to fuck all the time. You need to like have intimacy in other ways, like talking, mm -hmm. talking is intimacy. So like, don't ever say, I wish I didn't have that about me. I feel like you're keeping the fuck boys away. I just feel like being in this phase of my life right now, it would be more fun if I didn't have such a standard. I kind of get that. I feel it feels like, like we're just like, constantly wifed up yeah so many people um have asked me why have you always been in relationships and it's because I I chase romance and emotions more than the hookups I think a lot of people could relate to that like we don't have high body counts and if you don't have a high body count like that's okay I remember in college my friend was like I have 19 bodies I'm like oh my god like what's wrong with me and also ill because, like, I think hooking up with strangers is kind of gross. I don't... See, I don't even like the concept of body counts. It's, it's like you're literally, like, tracking a body, not a person. What? Like, why is mm -hmm. that even a thing? Like, it a doesn't body even count. matter. Doesn't you're, like, disregarding, matter. like, the person. You're just like, it's a body. Oh, <laughs> I have something for you guys. Sucking a dick makes me literally feel carsick. <laughs> what? Like, the bobbing of your head and, like, the, like, no air and, like, the taste of your own spit and, like, oh God, it's just, like, I'm getting motion sick and, like, I'm, I don't like this motion anymore, but I got to keep going and, like, could it possibly be that you're poking the back of your throat and you feel like you're going to throw up? I don't know. It's, like, you're <laughs> truly gagging yourself while giving, making yourself motion sick and I'm just, like, I could throw up right now. There's been <laughs> times where I like gag and some Have you ever like, swallow my so throw you've up. So thro you've thrown up on a dick before. No, it's like comes up and I swallow it. 
our, our producers like <laughs> have you what about the other end what like eating like eating out a girl no no have you ever like used your back door and then had to go to the bathroom i mean i'm always scared that like things are going to get on the dick or the finger but i've actually been very good i've been good like i've been scared but like Never had an embarrassing situation like that. Have you, like, shit on somebody? No. No. Okay. <laughs> the way you asked, you're like, why, why? Have you, have you like, shit, shit on somebody? It's another, that needs to be another, <laughs> another concerned quote from Nikki Tima. Literally, like, you seem so concerned, but, like, empathetic. Why? Have you, have you shit on I'm like, here before? for you if you did. That's really fucking embarrassing. I'm going to be the worst mom one day trying to have, like, a sex talk <laughs> with my kids. I'm literally getting that. I'm getting, like, you're my mother giving me, like, Trying to be empathetic, trying to be a cool mom, not like the other moms, like sitting there, like. <laughs> Am I giving Chris Jenner? You always give me Chris Jenner. You're doing great, sweetie. Don't shit on their fingers. I feel so awkward talking about this topic wearing the dress that I'm wearing. Right yeah, you now. look like grandma core. I love this dress. But it's just like, <laughs> I, why you? did I choose this dress to talk about this topic? That's what I'm asking myself. I think it shows like, you never know what goes down you in cottage know. core girls. You never know. Cottage core girls, like you could be like having some hot cottage sex. How far is too far with this conversation? See, is there the thing. such thing? Me and Gabby don't have a bar when we talk about sex. We will literally say anything. That's why like we've withheld from talking about this online because we just are so unapologetic. And it's like talking to myself and Gabby is like a mirror to me and I'm a mirror to her. So when we talk about this, we're so similar you like don't have a bar of where we stop sharing. We overshare with each other. So this is our longest episode yet. And of course it has to do with sex. Yay. Our so favorite is, topic. Is that a sign we need to do a part two? Yeah. Let us know in the comments on YouTube what you guys think about these conversations that Nikki and I are having. And let us know if you want to hear more of this type of girl talk. And honestly, let us know if you relate to anything we said or if anything we said helped you in any way. Because... I know putting myself out here, I mean, I'm sure Nikki could agree with talking like this. Yeah, our family's probably going to be like gross. But if it means helping you guys discover more things you didn't know about yourself or just feeling like you could relate to us, then so be it. Exactly. I don't, I understand like manners, but I don't think it's not having manners talking about this stuff. I think it's just like, if something that everybody does, like, why is it so taboo? It's like, we all pay our bills. We all have sex. If we could talk about finances, why can't we talk about sex? Yeah, look at how many humans are in the world. Everybody has sex. Oh, my God. And sex is, like, the biggest industry. Sex sells. Because every it's, it's like, a, something we're born with to have, to create babies and have fun. Like, it's natural, and we're all human, and you guys have nothing to feel ashamed about. I'm an orgasm. praying that I'm not ashamed this week when this goes up. An orgasm, like, is a blessing. I know that sounds really weird. But it's like we have these parts of us that can give us such a good feeling. And, like, we don't have to buy it. It's on us. And, like, that's cool, right? You don't have to buy an orgasm. It's on us. Oh, my God. Am I too deep? That's amazing. I think, honestly, guys, go to the YouTube video if you're listening to this on podcast and please someone compile a top comment of all of Nikki's quotes. I'm gonna, quotes. I'm gonna literally hate myself when I see that comment. And honestly everyone comment on that comment and say what your favorite quote everyone is. Everyone join we're more than a whole movement. <laughs> <laughs>
If you guys are watching us on YouTube, you can check out our podcast on all streaming platforms. Like to Apple think Podcasts, we did Target and Hello Kitty brand Spotify, deals. I know. Oh my God. Back to school videos to this. Guys, we, we're having so much fun with this podcast. Like, I'm so happy that we can bring you this podcast with the Roost Podcast Network. And we're bringing it to you guys every week. So subscribe, hit the bell. And if you guys are listening on Spotify, check out the YouTube channel. This is a lot more entertaining, I think, also with the video because you can see all the cringe, stupid moments. I know. You guys have to check out Nikki's little whole gesture. New merch, new merch idea. Oh, my God. Definitely check that out. And you guys can also listen to this on all streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, But that's it for this episode. Very interested in seeing what the comment section is going to look like under this on YouTube. And yeah, we'll see you in our next Opposite Twins episode. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye.